Hey, my people, what's good? Uh, welcome to the Two Tobies podcast. I know it's been a hot minute. Uh, on the mic is Corey, as usual. And I have here with me my man, Toby. This is Toby. Yes, yes, yes. It's the Two Tobies podcast. For those wondering, uh, there's nothing really clever about the name. It's just both our names happen to be Toby. My middle name is Toby, and his name is Toby. And um, yeah. And for those that are wondering, we talk about politics. We, we do. We talk a lot about politics on here, controversial topics, uh, culture, history. Uh, my boy Toby here is very, very versed in a lot of historical facts. A little too much than that I can bear. So <laughs> he's like he's my encyclopedia here for those wondering. Um, but a lot has happened since last time we came. This is episode, I think seven or eight. I'm not sure. There were like two episodes that I didn't air. It was right after the uh, elections, the January 6th shenanigans. Um, I probably didn't air those episodes because, you know, it was kind of hot at, at the time. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't trying to get uh, deplatformed. Um, you know how they were doing with people that were talking about the riot? Yeah. And if they didn't have anything negative to say about it, it was seen as you were somehow promoting the violence and the insurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of put that on ice for now. I am still going to put it out because we, 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 we had a few hot takes in that episode. We, we talked about a few things in that episode. Such that, as the definition of what Oku actually is. Exactly. Um, but it was too hot for me to put out and I'm not rich enough to be just putting anything <laughs> out there like that. Uh, but moving on to other things, man. Toby, how you been, man? It's been a hot minute. It's been, in a few months, been a, at least two months since the last time I saw you. Yeah, yeah, you're still two. you're still in the in the capital. I'm still here. You're still yeah. <laughs> you're trying to get out of the capital, yeah. aren't you? I'm still here. I'm still here, but oh. um, I mean things things are going well. Things are going well. I mean personally, professionally. Oh, that's great. I'm doing well. That's great to hear. You also cut your hair for those wondering. Yes, to- yes, yes. To- yes Toby yes, used to have yes. this crazy. Yes. Um, crazy. Should uh, I call this a fro or crazy fro? Really fro? Crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy fro. But um, yeah, that was. I felt like that was like your your signature look. Now it's like it's different. I'm I'm trying to get used to this this new clean shaven look. I know. Um, what else has happened since then? Um, yeah, you know, I actually went to Orlando. Yeah, a few yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, I was in Orlando. I went there for like a family vacation. The, Orlando is where. Toby was originally from mm-hmm. and where he's been trying to go back to now for the last couple of uh, months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, I know you're sick of DC. <laughs> Big time. All right. So let's, let's get right into it, man. We are a lot of topics that we have on deck today. And the very first one that I want to talk about is the whole Nicki Minaj snafu. Um, she's been on Twitter. She's been very vocal. Um, I don't, I think they underestimated how, uh, how stubborn Nicki Minaj can be, and you know, I I also I, I follow like entertainment topics, hip hop, Afrobeat, all these genres. I have other I have another podcast, Smiling Software podcast, where I talk about some of those things. So I've I've known about you know Nicki Minaj being very very stubborn. You can't pin her in a corner. Yep, she will press P on you. Like yep. she doesn't she doesn't know how to back down. And something happened recently. Now, I've seen her get into rap beefs with people where she, she was ready to air them out. Like, she she did an impromptu um, Queen radio session on her, on Apple, where she, like, she can just go on this Apple channel that she has and just air out everything that she's feeling. She did it when she had this huge beef with uh, Cardi B. It was very big at the time. Like she, she went out there and she just, she wasn't, and this was back when Cardi B was supposed to be like the industry darling. She was mm-hmm. coming up. She wasn't trying to hit none of that, man. Cardi B was coming at everybody and anyone that cho- chose to, to take her side, she would drag them and insult them. Um, I've always felt like th- there was p- part of it that I just always felt like it was kind of childish, like she was too grown for stuff like that. But this time around, she got into the political waters. And I don't think she knew that what she was getting into. She made a comment about COVID. And the way it started, it started very innocently. What I think she underestimated, maybe you can, you can, you can um, 
expand more on this is COVID is a very politically divisive topic in America right now. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> Absolutely. It <not>. is. It <laughs> is one of those. I haven't talked about it. And, you know, this is some of this is the, like, I have an, another part, the courageous part where I try to talk about things that take a little bit of courage. I haven't been able to touch COVID because I know just how sensitive it is. Um, the way it works is if you raise any kind of doubt or say anything that puts into the doubt that puts into doubt the efficacy of the vaccines or you're you're against like mandates or if you do any kind of questioning right off the bat you're seen as an anti-vaxxer and on the other spectrum right if you're seen as someone that is willing to embrace the vaccine and is willing to embrace like some of these mandates and restrictions you're automatically seen as like this you know pro-vaxxer that that you're 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 threatening everyone's freedom it's it, 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 it's very extreme on both ends there's no absolutely. in between there's no someone's like you can't have a nuanced position you're either for or yeah, against yeah. absolutely and what happened was someone had asked um Nicki Minaj, I think one of our fans. And by the way, Nicki Minaj is very influential. She has over 20 million, yep, 20 million followers on Twitter. So she's very influential. And someone had asked her about vaccines or whatnot. And I'll, I'll read to you exactly what she said word for word. Because it, it was several tweets. Mm-hmm. Um, they had asked her about, let me see here. They had asked her about, it was the Met Gala. So an article had come out <laughs> suggesting that Nikki didn't want to go to the Met Gala because she didn't want to take a vaccine. At the Met Gala, they required people to take the vaccines mm-hmm. so that they wouldn't have to wear masks or whatever. And there were a lot of celebrities that didn't show up. And they had asked Nikki about it. And in the article, according to Nikki, she had cited that the reason why she didn't go was because she just had a child. She just had a son. Not too long ago, a couple months ago. That was her reasoning. However, the article had suggested that she didn't want to do it because of the COVID vaccines. So I think between all that back and forth and that confusion, she had responded to one of her fans. One of her responses was that, look, they want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, it it won't be for the Met. It'll be once I feel I've done enough research. I'm working on that now. In the meantime, my loves, be safe. Wear the mask with two strings that grips your head and face, not that loose one. She goes on. She was replying to another one of her friends. I think her friends were saying, it doesn't sound like she hasn't, you know, obviously she has a lot of fans. Some people are coming to her event. It doesn't sound like she hasn't, it doesn't sound like she's anti-vax because this is people say calling her anti-vax. It doesn't sound like she's anti-vax. She just wants to do more research. I was the same way before I got it. I didn't trust it, but I did my research and then I got it. Blog's gonna drag this though. I can see it now. This was back this back you know, here, the blogs were it was still like the hip hop blogs that were covering it. It hadn't really gotten to the mainstream the mainstream yet. But things escalated within a day, within a few hours. She replies, Who cares what blogs gonna do? Y'all always worried about blogs. This my real effing life. They can choke. <laughs> <laughs> she's a stubborn girl, man. Yo, she doesn't uh, give a crap. So, what's, like, so, what's her um tagline again for her her um Twitter? Uh, I I don't know. Hold on a second. Rudest little madam. <laughs> Rudest little madam. Um, and then she goes on to say. This is the tweet that got everyone's attention. She was, you know, this is her responding to her fans, pushing back against the blogs. And then she goes on to tweet, uh, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. <laughs> his friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision. Not bullied. This was a tweet that got everyone's attention. The funny thing is um, some baseball player came out earlier today saying the same thing. Really? Yeah. Which one? I'll try to pull it up. Give me a second. Let's hope um, 
But but you see, in this tweet, she's not saying the vaccine necessarily. She's not. She's she's suggesting. She's inferring, but she's not necessarily saying it like this is what caused it. She's just saying that. Look, my cousin told me this. So I don't know how true. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like she's not really saying anything. However, I can see how people would say that it's irresponsible. She has a bigger platform, and I can see how people would say that she could possibly scare people that really need the vaccine from getting it. Mm-hmm. So I understand why a lot of people found it irresponsible of her to tweet that. But you see, that wasn't the only tweet. Short, right, the next tweet after that, someone had said, I had to get the vaccine because they wouldn't let me look for a job or get a job and to earn some money. And no, I'm unsure about getting the second vaccine. She said, I know, babe. A lot of countries won't let people work without the vaccine. I definitely recommend they get the vaccine. She's, this was like the next tweet after that. I definitely recommend they get the, the vaccine. They have to feed their families. I'm sure I'll be vaccinated as well because I have to go on tour, etc. So, like, this isn't this isn't someone that's an anti-vaxxer, is my point. Yes, you, you can say she's showing some vaccine hesitancy, I mean, but, she, but she says she's looking to do her research. I mean, you know, but she goes on. She's not done. I'm not even done yet. There's another tweet where she goes on to say, someone said, same here, babe, double dose, no COVID. Only people I know who got it so far didn't have the vaccine. Every, everything has a risk. Even an over-the-counter painkiller has a long list of side effects of the pack. She said, well said, babe. I'm glad you're okay. Would have went nuts if something would have happened to my pudding pup. Uh, and then, you know, she's she's going on. She's asking she's asking a poll about who got what vaccines um and then at that point everything just opened up you had people just mainstream media coming for her joy and reed was joy the very Ann first reed. point first one that got into into the mix here is what she said and people like Nicki minaj i have to say this you have a platform sister that is 22 million followers okay i have 2 million followers you have 22 million followers on Twitter. For you to use your platform to encourage our community to not protect themselves and save their lives, my God, sister, you could do better than that. You got that platform. It's, it's a blessing. It's a blessing that you got that, that people listen to you. And they listen to you more than they listen to me. For you to use your platform to put people in the position of dying from a disease they don't have to die from. Oh my God, as a fan, as a hip hop fan, as somebody who was your fan, I'm so sad that you did that. So sad that you did that, sister. Oh my God. And pe- Of course, Joy and um, <laughs> Nicki Minaj saw this and responded almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> this is what, what happens when, when you're so thirsty to down another black woman by the request of the white man that you didn't bother to read all my tweets, which is what <laughs> I'm saying. There were a bunch of other tweets that were completely ignored and they chose to focus on this one tweet i'm 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 breaking this down because i want to i want to show people how the media operates how the mainstream media and i know people say mainstream media a lot without it meaning anything there is a mainstream media we've talked about this before we've talked about this on the two tobies podcast there is a mainstream media that they're a collective of people that they generally are on the same page um, my God, sister, do better. Imagine getting your dumb ass on the TV a minute after a tweet to spread a false narrative about a black man. This was the same day, September 13th. It all happened within the same day. You know, uh, I mean, she, at some point she's retweeting her previous tweets about telling, recommending people get the vaccine. Um, I mean... It's ridiculous. Now, look. I mean, look at these these headlines. This one's from the Daily Beast. Nicki Minaj won't get vaxxed. Nicki Minaj won't get vaxxed. Says she's worried about swollen te- testicles. That's the headline. If we're really worried about people's vac- vaccine hesitancy, why would you spend so much time on the part of the tweets where... It's like she is like a throwaway tweet. <laughs> she just said, "Look, my cousin told me this," and I get, I understand. People would say, "Yeah, it's irresponsible," but there are other tweets there. Why wouldn't you highlight the other tweets? Why, why wouldn't you? If someone that is not even following the news sees this right off the bat, they're gonna look, huh? 
swollen text testicle, it doesn't matter whether they believe it or not. They're going to suddenly start thinking in their head, huh, the vaccine, there's, there's a debate going on that saying the vaccine could possibly give you swollen te- testicles. That's what they're thinking. Now, other people are going to think, oh, stupid, but there are going to be some people that just think, oh, Nicki Minaj said that. Hmm, I wonder if there's some truth to it. And then, and then you have some people who are just waiting, the, cons- the, the, the doomsday theorists, the conspiracy theorists, that these are the, like they're waiting. You're, you're playing right into their hands. We're being divisive as a result. This headline was unnecessary. You're doing more to promote vaccine hesitancy. Well, here's the thing. The headline gives clicks. That's the thing. That's the problem. She replies to the Daily Beast. Please show me where I said I'm worried about anything. Yes, I'm glad you guys you guys get to see how the media really works. I'll have them contacted along with others. I mean, this thing kept going back and forth, back and forth. Um... She she keeps retweeting her tweets where she's talking about recommending the vaccine for people. But they ignore. And all you keep seeing are headlines like this. Headlines like this. Nicki Minaj says she refused to get vaccinated for the Met Gala. Fans respond with research. That's not what she said. She said that she, she wouldn't get the vaccine for the Met Gala. Nicki Minaj says she's skipping Met Gala over its vaccine requirement. Nicki Minaj wouldn't get vaccinated. She's worried about swollen text testicles. But the media really gravitated towards the swollen te- testicles ones because obviously that's a headline grabber. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I mean, I've, and of course, you know, Twitter, they did their thing. They were posting all these memes about swollen te- It was kind of hilarious. But, um, but, you know, all of a sudden, we're all talking about swollen testicles. Like, this is the media that we're talking I mean, about here. I mean, like, what, like, what do they call it? Like, in my own opinion, there are like a million and one ways in which this whole Nicki Minaj incident could be cut. We can look at the whole aspect of black celebrities being influencers. Yes. We can that, at, that, and that's what I want to get into. We can look at the whole aspect of people like Joanne Reed. Like, there are a million and one ways in which this whole thing can be cut. And... Before we get in, I'll just quickly say mine. Mm-hmm. Mine is, if you listen to like what Joanne Reed said, like her basic pitch basically is like, you have a bigger platform of over 20 million people. Yes. Why don't you use your platform to get out to people? And what I will basically say is, in a sense such responsibility and pressure is being put on someone who it shouldn't be put on. She's a rapper. I know. She's a rapper that raps around. I like big I mean, butts. <laughs> like, I mean, and, what, like, what are we talking about and, here? And one thing, one thing I would also add is, um, if I'm not wrong, tell me if, if, if I'm wrong here. Mm-hmm. When I listened to that video clip towards the very end, Joanne Reed like said something to the effect of like, you know, um, Nikki, you know, what are you doing? Look at like, you know, how badly, you know, COVID is like decimating the whole community, which is like yeah. the black community. Yeah. And I mean, I will say mine about why COVID is decimating the black community. I know like no one wants to hear it, but I mean, it's the truth. Let's talk about it. Obesity. I mean, I mean. That's, I mean, no one wants to, like, no one wants to hear that. But, like, let's be truthful. Obesity is is a huge factor. Expand on that. Expand on that. So, I guess what you're trying to say is that, um, and, and I, I know where you're going with that. The, the, I think it's about se- almost 70%, don't quote me on it, but it's like 70% of the people that have been hospitalized or died from covid Okay, I'm not even going to put out a figure there. A, a very, very significant proportion of the people that have caught COVID and died had comorbidities. Yeah. Um, and, they, and this is something that a lot of people ignore. Now, it doesn't mean a regular healthy person can catch COVID. It just means they have a, a, a higher chance of catching COVID. They, yeah. Well, they, it means they have a higher chance of catching... Like, if you're, if you're obese or if you have some kind of comor- comorbidity... 
you know, anyone can catch COVID. You just have a higher chance of of being hospita- hospitalized yeah. and dying from the COVID mm-hmm. when you have comorbidities. We we have that has been established. Yeah. The data shows that yeah. that there's a higher chance that you will struggle with it. Mm-hmm. You're saying that in the black community, there's far more obesity. Obesity. I, I, I don't know if that's necessarily true because America in general, no. there's a, there's an obesity pro- problem. No one there, doubts. There, there, I think over 50% of the population is overweight in America. Over 50%. Yeah. I mean, like... So it, so that's not necessarily a black thing, no. is it? No one doubts that, that, what they call it, that like obesity just... Broadly speaking, is a huge national pandemic. It is, but still, even then, within the black community itself, mm-hmm. obesity is even still a deeper problem. On top of you know all the comorbidities and pre-existing health conditions and yeah. things like that. Yeah. So, which is why, you know, ideally, you know, throughout this whole COVID thing, and I guess like the whole um, is it the Surgeon General who was, um, the Black Surgeon General who was um. I remember was there was talking about like you know the one under exercise. under Trump. I mean, like I remember. Do you remember I mean, he came out? He yeah. had he had this whole big conference where he was talking about exercise. you know drink less, yeah. stop smoking, uh, exercise more, uh, you know try not to live set sedentary lifestyles. And he was talking to America, and they clowned him for it. They said they they said that it was almost like he was because he he was directing a lot of it towards the black community yeah, right people said like he was i remember like, that like he was, he was lecturing the black community or like yes but what he was saying was true yeah, it was I mean, true i mean and and one thing i would add just like you know even show you know more proof that like yes they're like you know covid has basically decimated the whole world it has but like one thing which people never talk about is look at all these asian countries where it seems like they've done Relatively, and that's the key word, really. Relatively yeah, relatively better. Better. They don't have a, an obesity crisis or many of these things. They don't. But then some people will also argue that they do have more authoritarian governments that are able to uh, impose more effective mandates versus America where there's more freedom and more resistance towards the government. No, but you can make that argument. That, I know <laughs> that they've been able to mobilize better just because they they're more authoritarian. I mean, like, like one thing I would add to that, and th- this is kind of going on a tangent. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I know many people hate to hear things things like this because no, let's it let's, goes against let's, it goes against people's let's speak the truth. Let's let's no let's chance. speak the truth and let's let's put it out there on some metrics. People have begun arguing that actually Asian countries are fear a fear. And the West in general, you think so? And there was a time whereby I would have dismissed something like that, but in a way, what um, what's the evidence to support that? Like, what would be the underlying? Like um, one thing which which many people say, and I've heard this from people who necessarily no one can pinpoint them politically or anything, or even from the most unusual people who you never expect to hear things like that say things like. People should just count the number of regulations in daily Western life mm-hmm. versus more of the Eastern countries. Like people should like okay, I, I know this is kind of going on on yeah on, yeah. On tangent, we, should, but we should wrap it wrap yeah, we should wrap yeah, this point up. But it's it's still part of it. Like okay. some people say say like you know for for example, there's this um really famous VC stroke you know tech guy called um Sam Altman. Yeah, a couple of Years ago, he was like, you know, um, he was in Beijing for like, you know, some conference or something. And he just began, you know, speaking what was on his mind. Uh-huh. And while he was speaking, it clicked to him that, what I'm saying, can I openly say this in Silicon Valley? Okay. Yeah, but then in China, China is simply to have the we- the Uyghurs. And that's a, that's an that's an example yes. of a community that has been absolutely all that has suffered heavy-handed true. T- tactics. True, true. So it, it's it's hard to make that. And I understand. Yes, we are more in America in Silicon Valley. They're more politically correct. So there's some certain things that you can't say in terms of speech. Mm-hmm. But there are also certain things that you can't say in Beijing. You can't absolutely. You cannot criticize the government, or he'll, they you're out of there. Out. So yeah, absolutely. So that's relative too. Which is why. I said that 
in a way, I kind of, you know, yeah. do agree. And also, in a way, I don't okay. agree. But let's, but let's go back to this yeah. Nicki Minaj thing. So the media hasn't stopped coming for her. You had people like Jimmy Fallon clowning her. You've had people like Don Lemon coming for her. Don Lemon. I mean, all these talking heads. You even had Fauci respond directly to her. They asked Fauci about it. And I forgot what Fauci said, but Fauci obviously was like, yeah, no, there's no proof that's, you know, swollen testicles. And then you heard about, like, like the whole um, Doxin thing. I'll get to that. So, like, even the Prime Minister of the UK was, they were asking him about, about, you know, swollen testicles. This is ridiculous. They're going on and on about these swollen testicles. They're, they're airing this stuff out even more. Do you understand that people that are prone to believe things like that, they're going to see that. And when they see it coming from news organizations like yours, they're already going to assume that whatever they're saying, I believe the opposite of. There are people out there. They are doing more to spread the propaganda. And that's why I keep trying to explain to people. So, you know, I'm talking talking to my friends about it, right? And, you know, like my friends on the WhatsApp chats and WhatsApp groups, you know, the all they see is this swollen testicles and they're cracking up about it. But they don't understand that, first of all, they don't even know the context of our other tweets. And I'm not here to defend Nicki Minaj. I'm not, I'm not like he, I mean, I'm a fan of, of the fact that she's a great rapper. rapper. She's probably the greatest female rapper, rapper. To, yep. have, to have ever, you know, been in the game. Definitely. But I'm not, I'm not like a, it's not like I'm a, I'm a barb. <laughs> I'm not a male barb. You know what I'm saying? So, but I'm seeing like, people that I know going on and on, on about this swollen testicles thing without realizing that there was a lot more to what she was saying and what you don't see, what you, what people haven't realized is that they are using, they're trying to make a fool out of her. Like yeah. they're, they're, it's almost like they're trying to, and she isn't falling for the bait. They, they're trying to um, completely tear down her credibility yeah. Everything that she's saying, they're trying to make her look crazy. And, and she's been responding to some of this stuff too, you know. Um, and then she po- she did post uh, she did post something on on her Instagram, and I'll I'll put it in the in the post edits where she was talking about. Do you guys see what's happening here? That do you realize that this is the kind of stuff that they do in China, where they muzzle people and any kind of uh, opposing views. opposing views they you know they pretty much come for people and they attack people's credibility and it, so they've been they've been they've been coming for her they've been trying to you know make a fool out of her and people have been eating up people that that are um pro vaccine obviously they see that as another excuse to bash anti vaxxers um and obviously lump and then also lumpering with anti anti vaxxers which she is not technically anti vaxxer is someone that's anti vax yeah there are people that have questions. And this same thing happened to Joe Rogan, remember? Oh, the Joe Rogan one. The same thing happened to Joe brutal. Rogan. Like, he came like, out. What, 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 for like, those wondering, let, let me okay. explain it. Same, something, something similar happened to Joe Rogan. In this case, he actually caught the COVID. He caught the COVID, and then he came out, gave a statement to let people know that, look, you guys, I caught the COVID. I kind of struggled with it. Um... But I'm feeling better now. You know, I took a bunch of things. He talked about the fact that he took, uh, and, and I didn't want to say this stuff because um, now that they, they, ivermectin, yeah, ivermectin, he took uh, mono, monoclo, monoclonal um, uh, antibodies and an, antibodies. Yeah, he took um, a bunch of other like experimental stuff, mm-hmm. and he was just trying to tell people that look, I'm 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 feeling a little better now. I struggled a little bit. But the fact that he brought up ivermectin, guess what they did? They focused on this the and ivermectin, they, and because they called it some um, horse horse um, because ivermectin crazy. also happens to be the same thing used to deworm horses. They made this about Joe Rogan is taking horse dewormer. Yeah. When and people don't realize that no, there's actually a version of ivermectin that that's for, used for, for human beings. beings, and then one that's and there's horses. one that's used for horses. So they're spreading this thing out, and then there are all these other stories that are coming out about. There was this fake story that ended up that they ended up debunking, where they said that um, there was some state I forgot I think it was Oklahoma, one of those states that their hospitals were having issues with people that were having 
overdose of ivermectin of horse dewormer. And it turned out to be false. And the media ran with it. CNN ran with it. I, I keep trying to tell my friends that if, if, if you only get your news from these mainstream media, you're going to be really misinformed because you're not, you're, not, you're not hearing the full story. They have an agenda. And the agenda really is to, is to divide. It's, it's to play to their audience. People that I mean, are already prone to yep. believing what they say. They're playing to them. Confirmation bias, basically. Confirmation bias. And it's not, you know, they ended up saying Joe Rogan was taking horse the woman, and he didn't. And then he did, and then they ignore the fact that he did get better. Now it's not it's not obvious whether it's not clear whether he got better because of the ivermectin or some of the other things he did. He could he could have just gotten better because maybe he happened to have a better immune system. We really don't know, but he did get better. Yeah, he got better. He did get better. And I would also add something, and and um, this comes back to like the whole thing about being very healthy. Yeah, Joe Rogan is a guy. Who takes his health seriously? He does. He works exercise, out. diet. Yeah, he's in yoga, everything, notch, everything. So like, the fact that like someone like him can can pull through this, yes, is no surprise because that's someone who takes his health very seriously. Yes, that's something to know. Yes, but going back to the Nicki Minaj, they're not done confronting. So because Nicki Minaj has been putting out all these statements and fighting back and telling people that look. They're trying to assassinate my character, essentially. What happened? There was a reporter that happened to be digging around. This her cousin of hers, right? Her cousin's friend. Reached out to this person. I don't know how they got the information. And I'm going to post exactly what was said because Nicki Minaj exposed this text. This, the name of this reporter, uh, I'll, I'll just read the text. Text. Hi, good day. My name is... She, now, she's reaching out to this person that Nicki Minaj had talked about. Hi, my name is Nicki... Um, hi, my name is Charlene Rampersad. I am a reporter with Guardian Media. I was hoping to speak to you for an article. Would that be possible? Was it your friend Nikki was speaking about in her tweet? Okay, so th- this is the cousin. Mr. Daniel? Hey, good evening. Have you considered speaking to me? Like, there's no reply. She's just texting him. I am also hoping to have a conversation with your friend. I know you are hesitant to speak us, to, to speak with us, but just letting you know, CNN is in the country looking for you. And when they find you, they won't hesitate to reveal where you live or where your girlfriend lives. Anything and anyone who is tied to you. If you speak to me, we won't reveal those details. So what do you say? That is a threat. That is a threat for doxing. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's a threat to dox somebody. So Nicki Minaj posts this text showing that there's a reporter that's harassing this her cousin or whatever, her family members. You know, she goes on to put on her IG story, threatening my family in Trinidad won't bode well for you. In Trinidad, harassing my family. I didn't want to give details, but now I will. She posted the lady's phone number. Oh, the lady's, um, well, she posted someone's business card. It's not the lady. Someone else's business. Maybe someone that was associated. I'm not going to say what it was. They're forcing my family to have to hide out. This is what speaking up looks like. Millions of poor people are treated this way by the people you think are the good guys. This is unconscionable. Charlene Rampersad, B Ward, your days are effing numbered. You dirty H O E. She's like she doesn't back down. She doesn't back down. But guess what? Guess what the headlines are saying? What? Nicki Minaj doxes reporters. Which I guess is true, but you're you're missing the context. She's she's responding to someone, someone who's thre- trying to threatening dox. to dox yeah. her. See. Nicki Minaj seeks her fans on reporters. Um, I mean, it's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. And in, in my own, in my own opinion, it's proportionate. Oh hell yeah, it's proportionate. She threatened the guy that we're going to put your your family story out there. I mean, the, watching this whole thing, it, it 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 has been a reminder. You see, and this is where I want to get into what Nicki Minaj is doing is. 
she's essentially red pilling a lot of her Abs- followers. Absolutely, she is in real time. Have you seen the her followers that went to some? I think one of those news stations or something. What she went? They went somewhere. They were out there picketing. No, in support of her. No, she is red pilling a lot of people because her fans are not. At least her strongest fans are not going to leave her. Yeah, and they can see the cognitive dissonance and the when it comes to this. And the manipulation when it comes to this reporting. And I was thinking about it. I kept thinking about it. I was like, damn, I remember when I got... And I'm not, for the for the most part, I'm not part of the Red Pill community. There is a community out there that they call themselves Red Pill community. The first time I was exposed to what being Red Pill means was politically. I, I understand what it means to be Red Pill politically. Essentially, if you happen to be, have been a follower of the Democrats... Uh, you were a liberal, like I used to be. I was a registered Democrat. There comes a time where you actually see the Democrat for what they are. And that's not saying that the Republican Party is necessarily the right alternative. They're all full of crap. The problem was back then, I thought the Democrats were the ones that were protecting me from them until I realized that the Democrats are just as bad, as if, if not worse, in certain aspects. And when I got red pill was when I was following Bernie Sanders. I was oh. a, I was a, I was a big millions su- of people were red pilled by Bernie. Sanders. I was a big supporter of Bernie Sanders during that first campaign, and I saw the media coverage. And it's very similar to what I'm seeing here with Nicki Minaj, where it's like the Nicki Minaj fans are seeing something, but the on is, on the media side of it, it on these it's, articles, it's something else. It's oh, it's almost like they're in another, they're in an alternate universe. That's what. That's what it means to be red-pilled. It's almost like you start understanding, oh, crap. These people are nothing but a propaganda arm for leftist agendas. Actually, let me actually um, define what what the whole red-pill thing is. The whole red-pill thing really is you come to the realization that people in certain institutions, including the media, their job basically number one is to manipulate your reality yeah and protect very sinister people by manipulating you it's it's really that simple you, you know another thing that people are missing when it comes to this whole covid vaccines and again look i'll be the first to tell you i'm vaccinated so i'm not like a i am if i can't be an anti-vaxxer and get the vaccine exactly i have my i had my reasons for getting the vaccine Obviously, there's certain statistics and data that I see out there that also make me wonder, like, how effective are these vaccinations? Absolutely true. But I don't doubt that looking at the data, it's pretty clear, at least so far, the data so far, it looks like the vaccines reduce the chances of being very critically ill or even possibly dying. True, true. Like, the data shows that. Absolutely. So I can stand on that. I am not an anti-vaxxer. But I also understand that there is something about what they initially said about how effective these vaccines were going to be and what it turned out to be. What it turned out to be. Yeah. The very, like people forget that the initial assumption was that if you got COVID vaccine, you couldn't catch it. Yes. And, and even if you caught it, you couldn't necessarily pass it on. That is has turned out not to be true. You can Absolutely. still catch it. Now, yes, the, your chances of severe illness may, may lessen, mm-hmm. but you can still catch it. You see, that's something that they, they, they're not really being honest about. Like, that's... that's when, when you're not being forthcoming and saying, ah, okay, look, we thought it was this, so, but this is the case. You're going to have more people doubting. Now, here's another factor, and I'm not... This is not me being a conspiracy theorist. People have to understand... The biggest sponsors of the mainstream media. What industry is it? Pharma. Like, do you realize what's going on here? Like, and I'm, this is not me trying to be a conspiracy theorist. But what I'm trying to tell you is that the media has a vested interest. If you if you watch CNN, Fox News, all these channels, like, I, all I see when it comes to commercials, if it's uh, on Fox News, that, I, that thing is actually very true. Between 
programs. It's, it's always it's, all, it's always drugs. It's always some it's always man. drugs that they're advertising. They're Something. the biggest sponsors. It's very true. They're, they're the biggest sponsors. It's not big oil. It's farmer. It's big farmer. And what what people don't realize, and I'm not saying you know the big farmer they're all colluding, but you have to understand what you have to understand is that all these pharmaceutical companies that are producing these things, they they already have interest. They they have. They have biz like partnerships with a lot of these outlets. Yeah, they a lot of these outlets are surviving because of the ad money which comes in. So you have to understand, and I'm glad that you're helping me finish my sentences. What you have to understand is that this stuff, this these these um, I mean these these medications. I mean, you you have Purdue right that just they just settled a lawsuit for almost half a billion yeah. dollars. Because of oxycodone. Yep. This idea that we just have to accept anything and not have a questioning. I mean, a questioning one thing, attitude. One thing. It's thing, crazy. One thing. thing I'm, I'm like, not saying be an anti-vaxxer. I'm saying we have to. We have to be able to question it. We like. Are you kidding me? One thing I like, like, like I'll say about like, like pharma in general, and it's something I've always said, and this is kind of going on, going on a tangent. And it has to like do with healthcare and the whole system is one thing I've always said, and everyone said it on on the chat group, is whenever people talk about like affordability of healthcare in the United States, no one anywhere is talking about what they should be talking about or hitting what should be hit, both on the left where they talk about single payer, yeah, or on the right where they are. I'll be blunt. The Republican Party, when it mm. talks about healthcare, looks effing clueless. Yeah, they, they don't they don't really have a they look clueless. Comically clueless. But here's a point I'll make. Mm. A huge thing which if anyone is serious about winning in healthcare costs are two things. Intellectual property and patents. Yeah. And the government's buying drugs directly. Yeah. Because look at it this way. And that's what vaccines are. Look at it this way. Like, basically, what's going on with the vaccines, basically, is the government is basically the one paying for everyone. And think about it this way. I'm not trying to suggest anything here, but just use your imagination. What happens to, like, companies like, um, AstraZeneca, Johnson uh, AstraZeneca. And, sorry, sorry. Um, AstraZeneca, Johnson and Johnson, Pfizer. On the day COVID ends, and there is no need to buy pharmaceuticals. I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll just leave it there. Think well, about it. Well, so, so, some people would argue that they have other streams of, you know, they have other True. drugs that they, they're gonna have. Um, I, I, again, I'm not. I don't want to suggest that this is like some kind of because there's data to show that these have been effective too. The problem now is that they they're starting to talk mandates. You know, they, that's that's another dicey situation True. where it's like you're not you're saying that people don't have a choice anymore. Biden gave that speech where he was like, "We're tired" or something like, "We're tired of waiting." Or mm-hmm. it was a very very. I mean, like Darth Vader I type mean, speech. I mean, where he was saying that, look, we're getting tired of you guys. Can, we're going to mandate mean, it now. I mean, here's my. And now they're starting to mandate it for like federal workers. They they tried doing it for healthcare workers. You know what happened? Many began saying no. A lot of nurses, they were letting go of a lot of nurses, and then they had a deficit in people to actually take care of the people getting sick. So they had to they had to stop that. They, you know, did you know that they initially tried to mandate it for the healthcare workers? A lot of them said no. Healthcare workers. Do you know the group? The group of people that are most vaccine hesitant in terms of uh, uh, college and education. White, highly educated PhD holders who in many cases are firmly Mr. Biden's constituency. Can you, can you believe this? Can you believe? Like, the, like when I saw that, when I saw that chart, the PhD holders, the people that are supposed to be the smartest among us, they're the ones not taking the vaccine the yeah. most. 
and the more the people that are more like to take the vaccine are like the young college ed- educated people and they just some of this stuff that i'm just like are you like you can't expect people to see all these things around them and just be like i mean em- embracing i mean like one thing i would say and i've said this before if you look at the whole thing about the mandates like here is my own opinion like yes if we really want to like increase like the vaccination rate yep what needs to be done is a very conciliatory approach needs to be taken and when i say a very conciliatory approach you know biden should 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 you know come out and say you know there are people out there who have fears they have questions it's a very natural thing. I'm your president. I promise unity. I'm not trying to force you, but in the next couple of weeks, months, I would like to move people along and for us to have dialogue. I understand how, you know, you people want to go back to your normal life as soon as possible. So and basically a very, very, very conciliatory like, tone. Yeah, very con- very conciliatory. I can promise you, if he tries that, this the vaccine rate will see. When you try to shove it down people's throats, yeah. that's when you're going to get yeah. resistant. Americans, they're very, very resistant. Yeah. Like one of, the, like it's in our constitution. One of the things that we fear most is a tyrannical government. government. Absolutely. And all their moves are making them look like, like they're tyrannical. Government. Like they're ready to like cause ty- tyranny. Absolutely. Look at Australia. Have you seen Australia? The riots in Australia breaking through police. Oh. And no, and here is and here is also like something else about, about Australia which people should consider. Right now in this country, like the like fully vaccinated vaccinated percentage mm-hmm. is around fifty four percent. Yeah. Somewhere there. Do you know the rates for Australia? What? Google. Type in Australia. No, just just tell me. It's in the thirties, if I'm not wrong. Oh wow. Even with with like the harsh Lockdown. Wow. It's it's actually kind of really You know what country low. has the highest? Israel. Yeah. Israel has about eighty percent and still they're they're no, no, I think it's like seventy percent. It's, it's more like eighty. Really? I yeah. I saw it um and, yesterday. And they've they 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 were ahead in terms of vaccines. Like yeah. they had said taking vaccines early on. Yeah, like they're, they're, in terms they're, of they're, deploying like yeah. Israel did everything yeah. on point. On point. And they still struggled. Um, obviously, it was it was because of Israel that we found out that the vaccinated people were still getting it. Yep. Now, the obviously the unvaccinated were like the vast majority of the people that were ending up in hospitals. Although those percentages kind of changed mm-hmm. as time went through, um, they they ruled out the booster shots too, mm-hmm. and. Now here they're saying they're talking about rolling out the booster shots here. Mm-hmm. Now last that I checked, I don't know if it, the story has changed. The FDA, they did, they the, did not approve. Yeah, they they voted down. No, like was it yesterday? Or yeah, it was. Like, I think it was yesterday. What yeah. was their reasoning? I wasn't sure. Now I, I know initially the WHO was against it because they said that there were other countries that didn't yeah. get enough of the shots. But do you know what? The FDA reasoning was. I don't know the exact FDA reasoning. I'll look it up and I'll, I'll put it. But, I'll put it in the post edit. I mean, I'll probably imagine that some of the people, that, like people who who wouldn't know, mm-hmm. they probably had reservations about like you know, for how long it's been tested and things like that. Yeah, that that's the thing. We at least with the regular shots, we 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 kind of had some data on the effects. We don't really know the long term effects of the vaccine still. Absolutely. But at least we kind of knew the short-term effect. Mm-hmm. With the booster shots, we don't know what those effects would look like. Or whether even additional boosters would still be... Would still be effective. Yeah. They, they are saying that the vaccine does wear off after some time mm-hmm. for some people, depending. Um, the data has been kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. But the ones that we're sure, we've kind of like broken it down for you. We know that the vaccines reduce the possibility of hospital... Uh, hosp- um, 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 hospitalized and deaths. Um, we know that the vaccine, having the vaccine doesn't necessarily mean you wouldn't catch it and spread it. True. It also doesn't mean that you still won't get hospitalized. Mm-hmm. It's just, it reduces the chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that the vaccines, in some cases, tend to wear off. They, the they're sick. They, I think they said it's even the Pfizer one that I think six to eight months or something like that. 
it, it may wear off, which is why they're talking about introducing booster shots. shots. Um, I've taken the vaccines, um, and that's all I'm going to say on it. I'm not going to tell you whether you should or you shouldn't. I would say, look, talk to your doctor. If you are, if you do have comorbidities, I, look, if you have comorbidities, I, I, I'm not going to recommend either way, but you really should consider Absolutely, you really should consider, consider. Yeah. because that thing is not. I, I one of my one of my cousins today. I met. I saw him today. He doesn't have a necessarily com- comorbidity. I don't know if he does or mm-hmm. not. Uh, I mean, he's a little on the bigger side, obviously. He he has long COVID. Have you ever heard of long COVID? What's long COVID? It's like when you are still suffering the effects of COVID long after. Mm-hmm. Um, and he caught it when he was in Nigeria. He says that he he can't really like when he walks up a flight of steps, he kind of loses. Like his breath, his breath. Um, because the COVID does some scarring. Yeah, to your, your lungs. To your lungs. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of. It's definitely a very, very serious disease. It's definitely a very serious disease. Um, but that's really all I'm going to say on it. I don't want to, I don't want to come off like I'm some kind of expert because I'm not. I mean, like one thing, thing which I actually feel we should go back to, um, which we haven't really talked about mm-hmm. that much, is. Nicki Minaj and the phenomenon of black celebrities being influencers. Ah, uh, yes. I think I think that's a good point. Before we do that, though, before we get into that, I want to mention one more thing in in terms in regards to COVID. Um, so there was this video that I saw that I just thought it was very interesting. This was from Bill Maher. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play it. Uh, the Bill Maher show. Oh no, he was uh, no, he was on Jimmy Kimmel. This is him. Oh. What happened? Problem with the Let me refresh. He was on the Jimmy Kimmel show, and this is what he had to say about the vaccine. you think the change but I have, I have to cite a, a survey that was in the new york times which is a liberal paper so they weren't looking for this answer but they were talking about uh this the question was what do you think the chances are that you would have to go to the hospital if you got covid mm-hmm. and democrats thought that was way higher than republicans 41 hmm. percent of democrats and the answer is between one and five percent okay 41 percent of democrats thought it was over 50 percent Another 28% thought it was 20 to 49%. So 70% of Democrats thought it was way, way, way higher than it really was. Liberal media has to take a little responsibility for that, for scaring the shit out of people. <laughs> and the reason why I'm bringing this up is uh-huh. because it's much harder for every touring act to sell tickets in blue states. Oh, interesting. They're afraid to go out of the house. I see. Whereas in red states, it's all good to go. Uh-huh. So I just want to say to those people in <laughs> San Rafael and Pittsburgh and New York, I ain't going to give it to you. I you promise I, you know, it's safe. We, we're doing everything we can. There's distancing. There's masking. Uh, and enjoy. Live life. You did get it. In Embrace May. life. You did get it. I got it after I was vaccinated. You got it after you were vaccinated, right. And you didn't, you wouldn't. And ever... I had no symptoms. That may be because I was vaccinated, but. Let's not even get into that, because I know you and your boyfriend, Howard Stern, uh, are very paranoid about this. But it's it's a little weird that I got it after. But now many, many, many people have had that same situation. Yes. We've, I yeah. know people but very we, well. Who we have. do. Look. The guy that I was talking about, my cousin, he also was vaccinated. So it happens a lot. Wait, wait. So so he had the vaccine already. Yeah. Went to Nigeria mm-hmm. and then still, still caught COVID. Yeah. And he, he, he struggled for like a week. Did he um, catch just like the normal variants or the Delta or? I don't think he knows. Okay. Um, that's another thing where it's like, I don't, I don't know if they're, but my understanding is they're not really tracking. They're not always tracking whether it was the Delta or the, or the, or the regular variant. Um, but yeah, that's another thing that people really need to understand that um, the death rate. Yeah, it is a very virulent disease. But the death rate 
is nowhere as the media make it seem. Now that doesn't mean you won't get long term effects of COVID, which is you don't still don't want. You, you still don't want to catch this thing. So uh, these are things that you really have to put into into account. But I thought it was interesting the statistics he 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 he, he, threw, out. he threw out of how the liberal media has managed to scare liberals. I mean, to the point that they think. I mean, what was the number? He said seventy percent, seventy seventy yeah, percent yes. chance yes. of of dying yeah, or something. Yeah. I mean, like that is not the case. I mean, if you look I at mean, the data, that 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 doesn't even. It's I mean, not even close. I mean, like, one thing I'll just say about, like, you know, how like how people are scared and, you know, how there are all this blue, red divides and things like that is, I mean, without really say, saying this, I'll, I'll just say it. I feel in many ways, the like, the whole thing got polarized in a way it should not get polarized and one thing i'll say is you know trump with all his issues his madness his craziness and everything Mm -hmm. at the end of the day if we're to tell the truth in many ways the way people they initially reacted to covid and its coverage was to make Trump look bad. I, I don't know. It was. Know. I don't even know how. The how same Joy Ann Reed, before Trump was out of office, she had she had she had promoted vaccine hesitancy. Same with Kamala Harris. She Kamala Harris had said, "Look, we don't know if we'll be able to trust this vaccine." While yeah. he was in office, yeah. And then he gets out of office. Biden is in office, and then all of a sudden they're trying to turn turn things around on people. Exactly. They were promoting vaccine hesitancy and their justification was that because Trump was in office. Exactly. How, like how are like how how can you call yourself a journalist without like no I mean, objectivity whatsoever? I mean, I mean like like one thing like one thing I'd say and this is just speaking about journalism in general is Journalism in this country is going through a serious crisis, and I think I think Trump Trump broke the media. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, there there is no doubt that Trump broke it. And one other thing in general is that I mean, how do I put this? There, okay. There are many things which the media faces, like for. I think I've, I've said this before. Um, I believe, yeah, it was January 2019, actually. I came to Washington, D.C. back then for a conference, and I listened to a panel by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine fame, and he made a very interesting observation, and I'll take his word seriously because obviously that's his, his whole industry. Yep. And he basically said that, like, the reason why it seems like the media is out of tune and seems bizarre is there's a huge level of insecurity in the whole media industry that there seems to be like like many upstarts because like if we should look at how things have been in in this country traditionally probably until the last 20 30 years yeah they're probably normally were always two or three main Media channels like CBS, ABC, NBC, CBS, and, and all the information was channeled through them. And those people were effective at building consensus. But yeah, but like, now you have the internet, which has to an extent democratized exactly media. Exactly, there are different other alternate media outlets popping up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I'll tell you, I follow all these big guys. I follow them all on Twitter, so I know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But I also have many other alternative sources that I use. I follow the Foxes. I follow the MSNBC, CNN. I follow them. All I of mean, because I want to know, you know, what's going on in in all these different echo chambers. But I think the biggest impact really and, and is just is online you know, in the internet. Actually, just just two two more quick things I'll say okay. is one thing which I feel has badly happened in American journalism, mm-hmm. and I feel. It both like it both applies to the so-called conservative and 
liberal media yeah is activists who pretend that they're objective people now let me explain expand ex- expand who i mean the whole pitch of let's say um a channel like cnn is they're meant to be a news source anyone the most trusted news I- source exactly well, the truth about the matter is we all know that they have their leanings. And I'll just say, like, like, like you know, to be safe here, is that in many ways, I actually do not have a problem if news sources have a leaning. Yeah. In fact, if news sources are very open about what their leanings are, the better. So, like, okay, for example, take two news sources which I read almost every day. The Daily Signal and The Daily Wire. Mm-hmm. Both are very open that, look, these are our learnings and this is where we are. They say it's unapologetically that over here we are promoting an agenda. If I you follow did, The Daily Wire too. Exactly. If you do not like it, you can go away. At least that level yeah, of, upfront. Of, of fr- is very good. But I feel that where things go wrong is whereby some of these news organizations try to pretend to be what they're not. And so uh, so most people already kind of they've kind of they're kind of hip to the CNNs, the MSNBCs. Mm-hmm. Where people are still confused. AP Reuters. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying all their up, all their public all their writings and editorials are biased, mm-hmm. but there's some that are biased that that Absolutely. Come across Absolutely. Like they're like they're giving you straight news. Even AP picked up the Nicki Minaj story. I saw AP mm-hmm. ha- ran a headline on it. They're all trying to get in on the clickbait. Mm-hmm. AP used to be one of the most trusted. Which that's where all the news sources go to. Which like, like which comes back to what we're saying about in like a feeling of insecurity in the news media when AP. Like, like, like Associated Press, by the way, if yeah. I was wondering. When, when AP and Reuters know that they're competing against the Daily Wire, the Daily Signal, you know, Rights Parts, Red State. And their numbers, those, those guys are, are and, doing numbers. And, and exactly, they are competing against those numbers. The temptations to get very clickbaity. Yes. And I think that's what happens. They get clickbaity and they, they're, they're, they figure they already have an audience. They want to keep their audience. Exactly. Um, and a lot of the people within these news outlets, mm-hmm. a lot of them also have biases of their own. Let's be honest. Absolutely. They're not. They're, and they're, they're not always the most objective. Mm-hmm. Um, the New York Times is another one that I also felt like. Even though, yeah, they still do good reporting, but... The New York Times have today a is lot, controlled by activists. A lot, yeah. They, it's, Barry Wise showed us that. I think yeah. we talked about that in one of our previous podcasts yeah. where Barry Wise just said, look, the, the editorial board has been taken over by activists and these are the kind of stories that they're running with. And one thing I'll just quickly drop is, in my own opinion, ideally, the way like the ideal media ecosystem should be is, as much as possible, there needs to be like a few of those news channels yeah, in the be, middle and which which try their best to keep objectivity just give the news nothing and more. then you can have nothing the, more and then you can have the the ones like you know the daily wire or vox or things like that yeah and, and, and that's the thing i think people are already kind of they already know about cnn so like during the trump administration the msnbc's and cnn's they were really exposed for what they really were. Mm-hmm. I don't think MSNBC even tries to really hide it like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't since the days of Keith Oberman. And I've been watching cable news for a very long time, trust me. Um, it, it's the other publications. NPR is another one that I was really shocked. I, I like for, the, And I don't know maybe because I was in a bubble at the time, but I felt like NPR was the one source that was going to give it to you straight. Mm-hmm. They're very, very biased very biased and people get their daily news so that's where some people get all their news yeah and i'm like you do realize that there's other there's other like sides of the story that, I mean, that you don't hear and, and that's what we saw with this Nicki minaj story they ne- they 
they they they did nothing to show the part where she recommended the vaccine. The vaccine, absolutely. And you would think if you're really trying to do good, you would focus on that. You would spend more time on that than the than than the other things. Than the the swollen balls fiasco. (laughs) The heck, you're you're clickbaiting. You're clickbaiting people. It's really sad. And yes, people would see it and they'll crack jokes, but a lot of people are too busy. They're not, people are living their lives. So, Corey, that's, that's all they're seeing is else. Nicki Minaj is talking about swollen balls and they move on and it registers in their head and in their mind, they, they, look, they look at, ah, Nicki Minaj, she's one of these people. She has turned to one of these conspiracy theorists without realizing that that's really not what that's happened. Not, that's not what she said. It's a character assassination. Absolutely. Like, and, and just there are a lot of Nigerians that follow these all these people. That's why I, it's and, like I, I have to make this clear and, that this is an example. And, and read the other side of and, the stories. And and one thing I would also add, and we we really need to cover this whole aspect. Yeah, is black celebrities as influencers. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I think we should get to that. We should take a quick break. <laughs> 